Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Okay. Ooh. Uh, recording. This conference is being recorded. Okay. God bless. Welcome to Prayer Warriors Needed, because Prayer Warriors are needed. Tonight, we're continuing our study on spiritual warfare, and we have some quizzes on spiritual warfare. We do a little reading, because if uh, you see the way the state of the nation and the state of the, the earth right now, this is the warfare, and it is clearly good versus evil. We just thank God that the force behind good is the source of the most high God. And that's the side we decided to be on. When you stand on God's word, you can comfortably say, bring it on, because my word, the word of God tells me that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So with that being said, God, we just give you the praise and the glory. You bring us to another end of the week. We could not have done it without you. We thank you, God, for the hedge of protection over each and every one of us. We thank you, God, for just covering us. We bind and rebuke any type of demon spirits that want to attack our lives, any type of plotted man-made disasters. We bind it. We send it back to the pit of hell that it came from. We call exposure to it. And we thank you, God, for deliverance, for delivering us through whatever plots of Satan God, we give you all the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, for being awesome. We thank you, God, for being mightiful. We thank you, God, for your creation of this earth and everything upon it. The word tells us the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and that this earth will be used to serve the most high God. It will be used for God's creation, which means that we are charged to work against every depopulation plan, every eugenic plan every electronic torture, income blacklisting, every plan of Satan, it is our duty to come against it, not only in prayer, but faith without works is dead in our actions. And we plead the blood of Jesus over every ritual demons have put in place to usurp authority over our governance structures, to use this earth and our governance structures in direct opposition to biblical teaching, God's commandments, to the Ten Commandments, to the to righteousness. Every single laboratory created to harm people, we bind and rebuke it. We call it null and void. We call exposure to it. Every device created in a laboratory, every virus created in a laboratory, every pathogen, parasite, everything created. And we ask you, God, to continue using your people across this earth to expose these crimes until they are shut down and that your, your power will be indisputably understood across this earth. God, we just thank you for being God. We thank you, God, for this thing called grace and mercy. 
We thank you, God, for the gift of longevity that you've given our elders. We ask you to bless our elders. We ask you to bless each and every elder of each and every TI that's blessed to have their talents. And those that are not here, may they rest in peace. God, we ask for a special blessing over Elizabeth's mother, who that demonic attack is on her life. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, first and foremost, we ask you, God, to make sure the Holy Spirit comes upon her and that she is gives her soul to you according to your will, Lord, that that Holy Spirit touches her. And every plot to make Elizabeth suffer by watching her mother harmed, may those plots be dismantled in the name of Jesus. We call healing, we call life, we call life according to God's will. God, give Elizabeth the strength and endurance to, 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 to persevere in this very delicate time, Heavenly Father. Give her the wherewithal to get on that internet and find alternative measures for her mother's life in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over her mother. I plead the blood of Jesus over Elizabeth. I plead the blood of Jesus over the equipment she's using. I plead the blood of Jesus for a hedge of protection. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every targeted individual that's praying that that hedge of protection will cover us and not one of us will be taken off this earth by any eugenic means, Heavenly Father, that we will live according to your will and we will die according to your will and your desire in the manner you choose. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for giving us the knowledge of this sick program. God, we ask you also, God, to bless our babies, our children that are being victimized by satanic attacks, whether it be induced with rare diseases, whether it be induced with shrinking brains, whether it be induced with generational curses of incest and other things. God, we bind them, rebuke every satanic attack on children, our babies, that they'll be covered from head to toe. And God, every one of the praying targeted individuals, I decree and declare that our bloodlines will be covered. Our children, our children's children, our nieces and our nephews, that they will be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. That you will protect them in their going and their coming and you will let the devil know he can't have them. May there be an extra hedge of protection over them in the name of Jesus. May they may you find a way, Lord, send the Holy Spirit and you're praying people to bring them right into the kingdom of God, to be able to carry the torch, to be able to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. God, we know that what the devil meant for bad, that you will use for good. Heavenly Father, I ask that you use for the benefit of humanity to turn this, to waken this earth. Let each and every TI that has the information and knowledge that can help save people's lives May you use them, Heavenly Father, to not only tell them about countermeasures to being targeted and to countermeasures to scientific obstructions, but may you use them to bring them into the kingdom of God, to know that God is all sovereign. May you use them to explain to them what is spiritual warfare, to get a better understanding of what is going on here. And each and every targeted individual that's suffering, that may be under a bridge, blacklisted, all their finances taken away, public protection offices not working. God, give them the strength. Send your, send your praying people, God, somebody, somewhere, God, to stretch a hand and just help them in that situation, God. Don't let them give up, Heavenly Father. 
pave the way, bring them into the kingdom of God. God, we just thank you and praise you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for praying targeted individuals. We thank you, God, for the people that know of these sick programs, and we thank you, God, for the people that are determined to uproot these programs off this earth through your power, Heavenly Father. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you, God. We praise you. We exalt you. We magnify your name, Heavenly Father. We just thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for the week that's coming before us. We thank you, God, for every blessing that you have bestowed upon us and every blessing that you are going to bestow upon us. We thank you, God, for every plot of Satan that has been yanked out, dismantled, ruined, destroyed, because God's power is all sovereign. We thank you, God, for the spirit of obedience, the spirit of listening, the spirit of maturity and growth in your word, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for using us, for cleaning us up, for making us better people to be able to do your work on this earth. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. And we continue, Heavenly Father, to pray for the nation. And we continue to pray mainly for our, our, our governance structures in the name of Jesus. I bind and rebuke demons trying to usurp authority over our governance structures. And again, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood to blood on our executive branch, our legislative branch, and our judicial branch of government in every part of those entities that funnel down to the smaller parts of government that every demon trying to work to serve Satan will be exposed and yanked out, that God's will will reign over those branches, over all three branches of government, that God's will will be done, that the law will be used according to biblical teachings, according to a more abundant life and every demon advocating depopulation, eugenics, genocide, hurting people, destroying people, Every hospital used to kill people, to harm people, will be stopped. That your people, Heavenly Father, that you will send warriors in there that are linked together, Heavenly Father, that will be able to shut down hospitals that are killing people, hospitals that are hurting people. Every demon behind eugenics, we call them exposed, Heavenly Father, exposed, penalized, prosecuted, and that you will make a lesson of them, Lord, to let everybody know that you are all sovereign and all powerful, that they will be shamed, that they will be fooled, that their deception will be exposed internationally. So, God, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, and we ask you, God, to just give us the patience and the perseverance to be able to wait on your timing, Heavenly Father, and to be able to complete our assignment while waiting to be able to do our share to advance the kingdom of God. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Dearly beloved Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this time of prayer. Um, it's always an honor and a privilege to come before you. Um, our, what's on our hearts and our minds and our souls, and to give you the honor, the worship, the praise, and the glory that you are due, Father. I thank you so much for who you are. 
Um, I thank you for all that you have done, all that you are currently doing, and all that you will do in each and every one of our lives, Father. And I pray for each and every one of these women uh, who are part of this call. Uh, there's only two of us here so far, but, you know, prayerfully others will be here. And if not, I just plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth over each and every one of them, their families, their their loved ones, their, their mothers, their fathers, their children, grandchildren, um, and, you know, just their lineage, Father. Um, I pray for them. I pray uh supernatural provision and protection and blessing and favor over them, Father, that no harm comes to or near them, and that you just provide for them, Father. And those of us who are going through this targeting, Father, shield us from the income blacklisting that uh, the devil is trying to do in terms of come against us. And as far as this directed energy weapons, you know, I pray to you that, you know, in terms that we are shielded from the harmful effects of all of these attacks that are coming from the enemy. And as your scriptures say, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against us shall be condemned. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. So I pray that we are shielded, that we are protected, that no harm comes to and are near us, as your scriptures say, Father. And I just pray just also for our hearts and our minds and our focus to be on Jesus, on you and your kingdom, Father. And it's hard. I mean, it's definitely hard in our flesh when the attacks come not to focus on them, but help us. Help me, help each and every one of us to focus on you and the fact that, Father, you have a plan and a purpose, that there is a bigger picture. I also pray to you that all of these demonic forces um, that are coming against us, that they be revealed, that they be exposed, and that they be brought to justice. I also pray, Father, that if they can be saved, that they will be saved, Father. And, uh, you know, that there are some Saul's that become Paul's, Father. I mean, Saul was a man who persecuted Christians and killed Christians. But then on that road to Damascus, he met Jesus and he changed. You know, and he became Paul and he became a Christian and he helped Christians. And uh, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, the Bible, and he was mighty and powerful. And I pray that there are more souls that become Paul's, Father. And I give you the honor, the worship, the praise, and the glory. In the meantime, I plead protection. I uh, pray, Father, just for patience, that, uh, you know, your timing is perfect. I pray that if possible, that this demonic, demonstrative, wicked, and evil program would be dismantled tomorrow, but your timing is perfect. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, Father. And if you've allowed us to go through it, then you've given us the strength to endure it, but we can't do it without you. Um, I respect and I love and I pray for targeted individuals who are 
using worldly means in terms of um, getting justice, Father, whether it be the court system or, you know, sending petitions or doing other things. But without you, Father, I don't see where they can win. You know, it's meaningless. You know, I pray that we first seek and turn to you because that's where the victory is. That's where the power is, Father. Uh, we can't fight a spiritual battle in um, in a physical, worldly way, you know. I mean, Satan's forces are worshiping Satan. They understand the spiritual battle. Many times the rest of us, we just don't understand it and get it. And we're trying to fight it in a worldly way, and we're just kind of beating the sand, Father. We're not making any progress. But I pray that you help our hearts to see the spiritual battle, to see Jesus, to see you, and to submit our lives to and for Jesus, and to live for you and your kingdom, Father, and that we fulfill the assignment that you have for us on this earth before we leave this world and that we'll be ready to be with you in heaven for eternity. So I just pray, I just pray that, um, you know, for your mighty hand to just cover and protect us, you know, in terms of Michelle, you know, protect her children, Father. Uh, Protect her. Protect that family, Father. Allow no harm or hurt to come to and or near them. Uh, For Nancy, Father, her children, her family, protect them, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of them, Father. Uh, Give her the courage and the strength to do whatever it is that she needs to do, Father. And I thank you so much for her. And for Amy, Father, who is just a mighty warrior, Father. I pray for her. You know, her presence is definitely missed. Her spirit is here, though, Father. And I pray that you just continue to be with her in terms of going to school, in terms of uh, moving forward as far as getting uh, elected officials involved. But also, I just pray that she doesn't forget to bring you along and that that, that she puts you first, Father, in everything that she does and that you be with her in a mighty and powerful way, and I thank you for that. And uh, for Angelica, who I know has gone through an, uh, such intense torment and torture, Father, I just pray, I pray first and foremost that you are, that, that she seeks you, Father, that she prays to you, that she submits her life to and for Jesus and that you lead and guide her every step of the way. Provide for her a roof over her head and shelter and protection and provision and blessings and favor over her in each and every one of these women, Father. Um, You know, all the other women who I have not mentioned, of course, our leader, our our Miriam here, Father, who, uh, you know, is going through everything that she's going through. She's taking care of her mom. She is uh, praying over and loving her nephew, Father. And, uh, you know, she puts on this call, Father. And uh, I just pray for her and her family that you bless each and every one of them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them, Father. 
Be with them in power and in strength, Father, and allow no harm to come to and or near her. Protect her from any income blacklisting or any assaults that she may, you know, encounter, Father, by the enemy. And just bless her tremendously and abundantly. She is so loved and appreciated, Father, and I thank you so much for her and her leadership, Father, and her steadfastness, Father. I just plead blessings and favor over her, Father, and I thank you for her and all of the targeted community, Father. And uh, not just that, that I pray that the targeted community, that they're not angry with you. I know Miriam shared about Claire, Father. I pray that you move powerfully on Claire's heart and reveal Jesus to her, Father. And just in terms of the scriptures and what Jesus went through, as far as saving each and every one of us, Father, and that, you know, you don't hate her, and she definitely shouldn't hate you. You love her, and I pray that she understands that, and she loves Jesus, and she loves you, and she reaches out for you and your kingdom, Father. And uh, I'm just so grateful for all these women. I pray again for the targeted individual community and that they seek Jesus and you and your kingdom. Because we can't do it without him or without you or without the kingdom of heaven, without the Holy Spirit. There's no way, Father. So I just pray that we reach out. I pray also protection over this nation and the nations around the world. Father, as we pray, there are Christians around the world going through intense trials, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth over them, Father. I thank you for their hearts, their steadfastness, their love for Jesus, and their willingness to die for Jesus, Father. I pray for their families, their friends, their loved ones, and everyone connected to them. And I thank you for them, Father. In terms of this government, Father, I pray, Father, that those who are trying to usurp the rights and the authorities of the people, and more importantly, usurp you as being head of the government, Father, that they will be dealt with, Father, that they will be revealed and exposed, and that, Father, your judgment will come down upon them. I pray for their hearts to change, but if they choose not to change, Father, bring your mighty hand of judgment and justice against them, Father, especially as far as deceiving people. Um, you know, you have people who are being deceived into thinking that God is not real and, you know, believing all these things that are really anti-Christ. So I pray for that. And I thank you so much for this time of prayer. And uh, I just give you the honor, the worship, the praise, and the glory. I thank you, Father, that despite everything that I'm going through, you've blessed me tremendously and abundantly. And uh I have nothing to complain about. I trust you. I walk by faith and not by sight. And I thank you so much. I pray this all in Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. I appreciate it. Lord, no. Thank you. We need all the praise. Nancy, darling, good to see you. Hi, Nancy. Hey. Hey Nancy, good to see you. Good to oh, have you yeah. here. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's here? Is it just three of us? 
Wait a minute. We I didn't we didn't understand that. What was that? I was saying, who is it? Is it just you and I and Camille that's here tonight? Yeah, I couldn't get in. I don't know. We got to pray in tonight. You know, in the hospital. And Amy, I didn't reach. Delisa, I couldn't get. Um, Claire didn't get. You know, I move forward. I tell you, sometimes it's, I thank God for my sisters, you and Camille, because it's been me and mommy. Sometimes you just can't get people, but we don't do this. That's why we take this. We take this for if you can make it, you make it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's here. So if you, if you, you know, want the prayer and the support, you know, it's here. And if you, for whatever reason, can't make it, it's good that we have it taped, and you can always listen to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do this really, you know, for me. I need to pray. I'm not going to church. We were just commending you, though, Nancy, that, you know, God's given you an extra spirit of uh, perseverance because, um, you know, the churches have not, you know, they've, they've been in, in, in corporate, you know, they have uh, enjoyed many churches in this type of programming. And, um, you know, despite all of that, you're moving through that, and we were just commending you. I said, Nancy, you're the tough question. Oh, absolutely. I really have a lot of... And I thank you for, I thank you for coming into this, because many people would be like, well, I go to church, that's enough, <laughs> you know. But this is crucial to my development, my mother's development, because we can't make it to church many times. It's extra hard, you know. With moms, and we need a. I need an evening or afternoon church. And when we went, you know. So I mean, this is critical. My prayer for me. This is my worship to God. As well as the television ministry. Go ahead. I was just trying to. Um, I just want to make sure I was clear on what you said. Uh, You said what? What were you saying about church, Miriam? I'm sorry, you said uh, you were saying special thanks. Camille and I were commending you for being able to continue to go despite the targeting that happens in church. I mean, it's just commendable because, you know, you're in there. You're not, you, didn't, you know, you didn't let them run you out. Yeah. I do, I do, I periodically. Still go, uh, you know. Amen. Thank you for that. Yeah, we and, were, we were literally uh, commending you. Thank you, thank you for that. And um, I mean, Camille knows what it's like because she shared before her experience and how she felt what was happening to her when she was literally sitting. You know, in church, it's just absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. that's why I, I mean, church to me is, oof, it is wicked. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's kind of how I felt. You know, it is. And it has become very wicked. It's and 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 I have to just commend anybody that you know would rather find an alternative way to pray and worship than to get bitter or, or change your faith. I know well, I, two people because of the church, you know, one turned atheist and look at the, there's another one that even comes on this call. I'm not going to say names, but you know, she, she no longer, you know, she wants nothing to do with Jesus and 
the New Testament and all these New Age religions waiting for people to be frustrated. Oh, That's why they're planting demons in the, in the, in these churches because they want people empty. Well, you know, the when, Bible, go ahead. let me just say the Bible makes it clear: put not your trust in man. So, <laughs> don't let no ain't no church going to discourage me. But go ahead. What I was going to say: remember the last time we talked? Uh, we, you know, during the prayer and fasting Bible study, um, I said that I don't know. Somehow, I always knew that God was real; that Jesus was real that no one had to tell me. And I think that's the reason why I can never, that's why no church can ever turn me around and turn me against God because no church gave it to me. I mean, like I said, family didn't even give it to me. It's just something that God has put in me that I know that I know that I know that he's real. And because he has put it in me, no one can take it away from me, even with all the targeting that has happened, if that makes any sense to you. Yes, it does, because it has ran away. I mean, I've come across just too many people that are bitter. You know, they're blaming God for this program, and that, you know, that's what the devil wants. Right, right. I, I can't, because I know he's real. I know he's a good God. What did confuse me, though, was the church. I'm like, God, what is this church thing all about? Because I always thought the church was a place of refuge, a place where God's people were, you know. But even when I look back now in the scriptures, uh, you know, we call it church now. Back then in the, you know, the New Testament, they called it synagogue and these were the people who were the um, Pharisees, the hypocrites, you know. So, I mean, the Bible does basically, it, it kind of tells you about the churches. And even in the book of Revelations, you know, I think five of the seven churches were <laughs> got heavily rebuked, you know, for not being the true churches which tells you if five of the seven churches were rebuked, that look at that percentage there. That tells you, you know, in the day and age we're living in, the percentage, the number of percentage of churches that are not really living for God are plenty, <laughs> a lot, the majority, you know. So when I look back now, it's like, of course, that makes sense in terms of what I went through then. You know, when I look at things biblically, biblically, that's why I tend to look at things more biblically now. The Bible makes so much more sense to me. Uh, before, the Bible was very foreign because I just didn't understand anything. I didn't get anything. Going through this program, it's revealed a lot. And it really me lets too. me know me that the Bible is real. Okay. Made me find measures. I'm telling you, with this program, I was like, give me a cartoon book on the Bible. I need some Bible stories. Mm-hmm. I had to take cartoon books. I had to take, give me the children's series. I don't series because this, I just, you know, I knew that this was such a magnitude of evil that 
I had to, you know, I know the only power over evil is the power of God. So that's where I started. Yeah. I remember when I was living in Manhattan, and I remember something when this first started, it just came over me. This is a spiritual battle. I mean, now wow. I really, now I really understood. You, you were really here with me. You you used to live in Manhattan. I'm sorry. Repeat that. You used to live in Manhattan. I did. Wow, Camille, you was right next to me here. Wow, I just want, can you imagine when we meet, it'd be like, oh, my God, I've seen you before. Exactly. <laughs> I lived in Manhattan, actually near the Bronx. I was, um, actually, I could see Yankee Stadium from the front of my building. I was on Edgecombe. Mm-hmm. Edgecombe oh, I've Matthew. heard of it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of that, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, if I walk to 155th Street, all I have to do is take the bus, go across that that little tiny bridge, and I'm there at Yankee Stadium. Wow. So, you know, yeah, I mean, God just revealed to me, it's like this is a spiritual battle here. This is what the spiritual battle is about. This is what, you know, you've read about in the scriptures. This is what it is. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, what what is and, this? And he, brought you, he brought you from Manhattan to Texas. I know if he could do it for you, he can do it for us. Oh, absolutely. Of course he can. Well, actually, he brought me from more than just Manhattan to Texas. He brought me from Manhattan to upstate New York. Uh, what, what was that? Um, Waterloo was uh, your friend up there. What's mm-hmm. her name? And then from Waterloo on to Niagara Falls, and then from Niagara Falls to Texas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a journey, <laughs> for sure. You know, but. I know God is real, um, and it's great, you know, when people say nobody gave it to me in terms of, and I think that was probably the importance of me knowing God and not having my family really talk to me about God or the church or anything else because the fact that he revealed himself to me means that, you know, there's nothing that, family or the church could do to sour me away from God because they never, they weren't the reason why I went to church or followed God because many of them never really went or some who did go like, you know, I mean, I know family that, you know, they go, but it's like they go to kind of like this really bougie church where it's really about hi and making connections that, I mean, that's the impression that I get, you know, but they'll go on a regular basis, but it's more about, it's not really about the spirit of it. Call it a monkey show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a monkey show. We have a, uh, a, a, a visitor, Jackie Jackson. Welcome. Ah, 
I know Jackie. Jack Jackwell Jackson. Is that Jackie from um Texas? Jackie from Texas, right? Yeah, is that Jackie from Texas? Hi, how are y'all? Good night. How are you, Jackie? Oh, I'm hanging in there when I decided while I'm laying up your head sleep, I call in the night, listen to y'all. Thanks for letting me on. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. We're, we're, we're still at the praying. We're going to read on spiritual warfare in a minute. Um, Nancy, you going to pray? Yeah, I want to say hi to Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Nancy. I decided to join y'all tonight. I was up, so I joined. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Jen. Glad to have you. We were just having a little, um, just a brief conversation, and um, Miriam did, I, I, I had just a comment I wanted to, to make about what you guys were saying. You're, we were talking about church, Jackie, and, um, you know, being targeted and attending church, and some of us are targeted in the church, and, and just kind of, sharing our hearts and feelings about all of that. You know, it, it makes me think about it. You know, remember how Jesus used to told the Pharisees and Sadducees, thou hypocrites, you know, or, you know, to get away from them and stuff. Remember, you know that scripture? I mean, it's, to me, it just seems like it's the same thing today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was, I, for me personally, I feel like it's such a blessing when I go into that church and girl, wasn't hardly anybody there. And we're talking about an incredibly popular church. I have seen so much happening in that church. It looks like it's being dismantled. And my spirit said it's, that it was God. My spirit said God was doing that to this church because of what they're engaged in. Because I'm telling you, they they do a lot of things. And number one, I know that they're doing you know, I can sit there each time I go and see what they're doing to me. So certainly if they're doing it to me, they're doing it to, to maybe other people in the church and, and, and many of us, out, us meaning targeted people even outside the church. I know that these people are actively engaged in doing this stuff to people. I've, I've heard them recruiting for, for, for perps. I've heard them do that at the, uh, at the they have an appointment, and I've heard them doing it there. It's horrible. It's horrible. But that but God God just allowed me to see it when I went in there. And I haven't been going regular like I used to go all the time. But um when I went a couple Sundays back and it wasn't hardly anybody there, my spirit said, you know, God will now be mocked. This is God doing right here. Because he's like again, like I said, just sort of dis- dismantling things in my opinion because of but these people are actively engaged in God's not going to be mocked. He's not going to continue to bless something that's being that's being a curse to people. So that's that's what resonated in my spirit when I was when I was there and I saw that that there was hardly no one there and and uh, it was sad. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on. Um, I think, um, and I've heard this, I can't even think of what the name of it is, but um, I know some years ago they were talking about certain ministers, and it seems like it's a lot of them, if not maybe the majority of them, that are working with the government 
in terms of rounding up people or something, uh, when martial law goes down or something like that. You know, I've heard, I've heard, a, and I forget there, there's a name to it. There, there's something that they're calling it, but basically, it sounds like what they're doing is uh, trying to get the ministers to turn on the people and turn over certain information about the people who attend their church. So, I mean, you have a lot of this stuff that's going on in these churches that, uh, I mean, God is not pleased with. I can assure you of that. So, mm-hmm. so um, okay. Oh, I'm okay. Nancy, you're going to pray. We try to talk at the end after um, we do the Bible thing. Okay, sure. You're going to pray? Yes. Okay. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just come to you in prayer just with uh, open hands, Father. Thank you so much just for the opportunity to be able to come, Father. Thanking you that Jackie's here, Camille's here. Um, and Miriam's here, Father. Thank you so much. Mommy's here, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord God, just for the opportunity for us to come together to share with one another. Father, to be a support to one another. It's just so, it's just so loving and so uplifting, and it warms my soul, Father, that, that we are able to connect and and to be able to listen to one another and, and spur each other on to love and find works, Father. In the name of Jesus, as your word says, Father, right now, and I just pray for Amy. I, I pray and ask you, Lord, to bless her hands, Lord. Bless her spirit, Father. I pray peace and blessings over her household. Lord, I, I ask that you bless her efforts, Father, because she's working mightily, Father. Uh, and I pray and ask that you help her to work spiritually, Father. Um, um Pray uh, against any demonic forces that seek to come against her efforts, Father, to attempt to inform people about what's going on, to 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 get support, Father, for what's what's happening uh, to our community, Father, just for being a voice, Father, just for being bold. I thank you for uh, a spirit like a lion, Father. Thank you, Lord, for courage, Father, and boldness. I just pray that no hurt, harm, or danger will come near her, will come near her household, Father. I, I pray for the hearts of those that, that she will touch, Father, the hearts of all those people that will hear it. I just pray that what she shares, Lord, will fall on good ground because you will prepare their hearts and minds in advance, Father. Thank you for all that she's doing, Father. I just pray and thank you, Lord God, that it will reach the ears of, of those that will be able to uh, be instrumental, Father, in, in helping to raise this up and bring it to life, Father. Right now, I just pray for, for um, Ann, Father, whatever she's going through, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray and ask you to bless Ann, Father, bless her mom and her household. Father, I pray and ask that you, that you uh, help Ann, Father. We don't know what's going on, but we pray that her per- your perfect will is done in her life, Father. In the name of Jesus, I just pray and ask that the Holy Spirit, Father, will will, will encourage her, Father, to get back on the calls, Father, for courage, Father. Please, I ask you, God, please, Lord, to encourage everyone, Father, just to be able to call in just so that we can be a support to one another, just so that we can uh, lift one another up, Father, and 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 um, be be that extra cord 
um, in their lives. Father, if they're not married, we know that two cords together is stronger than one, more than three and four. And and in our particular cases, Father, we know that they're definitely trying to tear down any support that we have because they want us isolated and alone, Father, with no support, Father. Help us, Lord, to be a support to one another, Father. Please help Anne to call in, Father. Please, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over her life and ask you to bless her, Father. I lift her up before you, Father, and call her tenacious, a child of God, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for Gloria that's not here right now. Father, I pray for Elizabeth, Elizabeth's mom, all that she's struggling with. Father, in the name of Jesus, we don't know what's going on there, Father, but we pray against any demonic forces that seek to come against Elizabeth's mom, Father. Father, I just pray and ask that, that uh, Elizabeth's mom, Father, will be uh, courageous, Father. Please help her, Father, not to to do things that are coming coming that will harm her 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 physical health, Father, because we know that what she's dealing with right now, and um, Father, what we've been told that she's doing some things, Father, that's harming her body. I ask you, Father, to help her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray against the spirit of addiction, Father. Addiction to cigarettes, addiction to alcohol, addiction of any kind, Father. We know that addiction is an unclean spirit, Father, and I pray against that in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, that uh, light is greater than darkness, Lord, and, and anything that's under the realm of addiction, Lord, is certainly in darkness, Father, and it is not abuse. I pray and ask that you bless us all, Father, and help us, Lord, to stay away from anything that can cause addiction, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that, Lord. Right now, Lord God, I pray for Jackie, Father. I pray for those that are trying to come against her and come against her household, Father. Thank you, Father God, and, and I ask that you bless her life, Lord. Bless her coming in and bless her going out, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, not, God, right now, I just pray for support for Jackie, Lord. Father, I pray for those people that are around her, Lord God. I pray and ask that you help them to see that what's what's going on or happening in, around, towards Jackie is not of God. Father, I help you. I, I pray and ask you, God, to help them to to be individuals, Father, not just go with the masses, Lord. So many people just go along and get along, Father. I pray against that, Father. In the name of Jesus, I come against it. Father, I pray and ask you, Lord, to help them, Father, to draw close to you, Father. Help them, Lord, to to, to not shed on innocent blood, Father, but to, to seek righteousness and goodness for all individuals, Father. I pray and ask you to help us, Father. Help us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for Mommy. I pray for EJ. I, I pray for uh, um, Haru Scott, Father. I ask you to bless the Scott family, the, the Scott household, Father. Bless them together, Father, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to bless Camille's household, Father. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that no weapon formed against her will prosper, Father. Thank you, Lord, that her her hands are blessed, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that that her 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 finances are blessed, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray blessings over marriage, household, her finances, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you that all their hands find to do will be blessed, Father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, God. I pray against any unclean spirits, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your peace and your love, Lord. Thank you that we dwell in peace and in love. Thank you, Father, that when we open our mouths to anyone that we encounter, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
that we'll be able to speak truth to them, Father. We'll speak truth, Father. We'll speak God. They'll see God in us, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that all the for all the people that you're raising up, Father. Those people that are of interest in raising up Lord. I can give in the name of Jesus Christ in this Amen. 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 Jackie, you want to pray? Jackie? I can still live. I can still okay. live to listen tonight, but thank you, though. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm going through it here with my mother, you know, sometimes. Uh, and she's on a roll to... Uh, or just... Um, I need some prayer. I wanted to do this video. I don't know. My computer's in that room. Let's see. All right. So we were talking about spiritual warfare, and we're going to take a look at... What is spiritual warfare? And then I had a little quiz on spiritual warfare. All right, let's see. Yeah, probably. All right. From a Christian perspective, spiritual warfare is the cosmic war of good versus evil. It battles are fought daily between God and Satan, between the Christians. Let me let me get out of here. I got a demon. Demon at work. I gotta get away from the lady. I'm trying to read it. Read it. All of a sudden, she can't touch. I tell you, that doesn't use anybody. <laughs> uh, ran me out my own room. Mm. This is if I I'm not even going to but teach is the same thing. All right, from a Christian perspective, spiritual warfare is the cosmic war of good versus evil. Its battles are fought daily between God and Satan, between the Christian and the world system, ruled by our spiritual enemy, and within every child of God between the Holy Spirit and the lust of the carnal flesh. The clear meanings of good and evil as defined by God rather than man are revealed within the verses of the Holy Bible and the life of Jesus Christ. Okay, one scholar explained the reality of spiritual warfare in his books, Angels. In fact, it was Billy Graham. We live in a perpetual battlefield the wars among the nations on earth are mere pop gun affairs compared to the fierceness of battle in the spiritual unseen world. This invisible spiritual conflict is waged around us incessantly and unremittingly. Where the Lord works, Satan's forces hinder. Where angel beings carry out divine directives, the devil's rage. All this comes about because the powers of darkness press their counterattack 
to recapture the ground hell for the glory of God. Since the fall of Lucifer, that angel of light and son of the morning, there has been no respite in the bitter battle of the ages. Night and day, Lucifer, the master craftsman of the devices of darkness, he labors to thwart God's plan of the ages. We can find inscribed on every page of human history the consequences of the evil brought to fruition by the powers of darkness with the devil in charge. Satan never yields an inch, nor does he ever pause in his opposition to the plan of God to redeem the cosmos from his control. An overview of this spiritual battle can be further seen in the Bible. Okay, discipleship. Let's see, alternative viewpoints. All right, alternative viewpoints in teaching spiritual warfare. When you're learning about spiritual warfare, you'll learn about discipleship, deliverance, exorcism, and strategic level spiritual warfare. In discipleship, the ministry emphasizes the process of Christian discipleship while we are being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ by the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. Deliverance. Some Christians' deliverance ministries choose to emphasize the end result, which terms such as generational curses, the use of authority and binding and loosing in demonic oppression. Exorcism. Some Roman Catholic priests, as well as other ministries, place emphasis on demonic possession and the practice of exorcism. And then another part is strategic level spiritual warfare. The scholar explored the concepts of territorial spirits and the demonic hierarchy which Satan uses to rule the world system and oppose the plans and purposes of God. Practices such as spiritual mapping and prayer walking are related to this teaching. Answers to some common allegations concerning the study of spiritual warfare. Warmongering, the purpose of teaching spiritual warfare is not to promote or glorify war, neither in the spiritual nor in the human realm. Rather, it is meant to minimize the horrors of an already ongoing war. By sounding the alert at the advance of the enemy, training soldiers to overcome that enemy, and protecting innocent refugees from abuse and destruction. The old soldier, Douglas MacArthur, said, the soldier above all other people prays for peace, for he must suffer and bear the deepest wounds and scars of war. But he also warned future generations, in war there is no substitute for victory. Lasting peace is bought only by paying the price of vigilance to secure victory in the aftermath of war. Uh, demonizing your adversary. We must remember that Christ's enemies accuse even him of being demonic. The careful study of scripture delineates the demonic from the natural man rather than obscuring the line. The Holy Bible clearly identifies who is the enemy and who is the friend of God. Jesus Christ taught his disciples how to love their human enemies while simultaneously resisting the works of the devil. Love does no harm to your neighbor. That said, when the enemy in fact is in fact a demon, name calling doesn't really hurt his feelings. Dualism. 
Satan is not equal to the Most High God. Dissecting a frog does not sully the image of the king. Studying the purposes, strategies, and tactics of an enemy does not lead to a coup d'etat. On the contrary, it helps ensure that the kingdom is not overthrown. While the soldier... While the soldier guards against the advance of the enemy, the country remains secure with liberty for all to serve the true king and to worship the only living God in peace. Christian spiritual warfare is not holy war, Islamic jihad, or religious wars. Christianity does not threaten the non-believer with beheading by the sword if they will not convert nor with any other form of terrorism or military campaign against the nation. Christianity is not militarization of the church, no uniforms, goose-stepping formations, rifle, grenades, tanks, bombs, no destruction of the enemy by means of fire maneuver, no destruction with human weapons. We use spiritual weapons. And Christianization of the military I was in the U.S. Army for 20 years, and I testified that I was never once, this is the author speaking, I was never once pressured by my chain of command to practice my faith. Occasionally, just the opposite. The country does not send our troops into battle singing hymns or promising absolution. In today's military, they are indeed atheists and foxholes, but they often begin to have doubts about their lack of faith because when you are called to endure the hell of war, to recall nightly the scenes and smells of the battlefield and to face the responsibility of putting the lives of young soldiers on the line, you tend to seek the face of God and the counsel of the chaplain. What are spiritual weapons? Spiritual weapons are available with divine power when wielded in his strength for divine purposes. Light is a spiritual weapon, a good example leading from the front Jesus demonstrated to the world as well as his disciples what right looks like in the Father's eyes. Salt, words can kill and words can give life. Words can tear apart cities and words can rebuild them. The difference is the source. Truth, the word of God, the sword of the spirit will not fail to bear fruit. Love. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Most of the literature, music, and art of this world test to the power of even the most diluted versions of love. Okay. Rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. He does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Romans 13, 3, or scripture references. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 21. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world. These are spiritual warfare verses explaining how we deal with spiritual warfare. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments in every presentation that sets itself up against the knowledge of God 
and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's Corinthians 10.3. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5.16. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Colossians 5.6. Speaking the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15. Love never fails, 1 Corinthians 13, 8. The armor of God. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. First Thessalonians 5, 5, 8. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed, but in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience and tribulation and needs and distresses and strikes and imprisonments and in, in, in tumults and labors and sleeplessness and fasting by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the arm of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, 2 Corinthians 6, 3 to 7. And do this knowing the time that now it is time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the arm of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, Romans 13, 11. And finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me. Ephesians 10:20. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged Sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Hebrews 4.12. Therefore, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. 1 Corinthians 16.3. And just a note, Christians are to overcome evil. Many serve God by serving as government official in the role 
listed above, they should perform their prescribed duties as doing unto the Lord. Many of the lessons to be learned here are related to what the military terms winning the peace or winning the hearts and the minds of the people. Among the most frustrating jobs of a sergeant, keeping soldiers in uniform with all of their heavy body armor in place and keeping them alert while on duty. So keep your armor on, stay alert, be aware of the tricks of that old wicked one, that old devil. All right, let's take a look at a little spiritual warfare quiz. Okay. Um, I think we did one. Um, I like this one as we go along and give us the answers. Okay. When we are fighting evil, what are we fighting? A, an impersonal force or energy. B, people that are just against us. C, evil personalities in the spirit realm, D, all of the above. When we are fighting evil, what are we fighting? An impersonal force or energy, people that are just against us, evil personalities in the spirit realm, all of the above. Wow, that's a good question. I, I think huh? it's all of, I I think it's all of the above based on those choices. I think that's just my opinion. Let me Camille? let me read it again. Let me read it again. That's not it's not all of the above. I think when it's fighting, evil. I'm sorry. Go ahead. When we're fighting evil, what are we fighting? An impersonal force or energy? People that are just against us? Evil personalities in the spirit realm or all of the above? Evil personalities in the spirit realm. Evil personalities in the spirit realm. Yes, that is mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Demons. Demons are A, talking and thinking personalities. B, able to listen to a conversation. Okay, I was wrong. I said talking and thinking personalities, so that's wrong. Oh, you're right, all of the above. Yeah, so what all was of the, the question? Was, the question was, what are demons? Demons are. Oh, demons are, okay. Demons are talking and thinking personalities. That's what I put down. Uh, demons are able to listen to our conversations, and demons are able to make plans and strategies against us or all of the above. Yeah. I didn't really think demons were able to listen to our conversations, but when the demons get in people, yeah, they can listen to our conversations. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What de- how do we know what is demonic and what is not demonic? How do we know what is demonic and what is not? A, ask God for discernment and pray for wisdom. B, assume there's a demonic influence behind every situation. C, we wait for demons to manifest in people. That is the only way we know they are there. 
D, all of the above. A, ask God for discernment and pray for wisdom. Ask God for discernment and pray for wisdom. I'm so glad I got that right, too. (laughs) All right. When Jesus says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, which gate are you referring to? Again, when Jesus says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, which gate is he referring to? A, literal gates in hell. B, the places where decisions are made. C, the doors of a person's heart. D, physical gates representing cities. I say A, literal gates in hell. No, it's not literal gates in hell. It's not. I'm, 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 I'm taking Is it the physical gates representing cities then? When Jesus says the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, which gate is he referring to? These are the choices. Literal gates in hell, the places where decisions are made, the doors of a person's heart, or physical gates representing cities. When Jesus says the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, which gate is he referring to? Literal gates in hell, the places where decisions are made, the doors of a person's heart, physical gates representing cities. The gates of hell. Go ahead, Jim. When Jesus says the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, which gate is he referring to? Where decisions are made? Excellent. The place where decisions are made. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. We are taught shut certain gates. Shut certain gates so the devil will not have any place in our lives. Our attitudes and activities are specifically mentioned as being part of which gate? Again, we are taught to shut certain gates. So the devil will not take will not have any place in our lives. Our attitudes and activities are specifically mentioned as being part of which gate? Our minds, our hearts, our mouth, or our relationships? A our minds. No, I'm glad I got this one. Our minds, our hearts, our hearts, our hearts. Yeah, our hearts, our hearts. Okay. What is going a gate? in society that we need to attack. Which is the following the gates in society that we need to attack? Structure gates in all organizations, geographic gates over regions of the world, people group gates, all of the above or none of the above. Which of the following are gates in society that we need to attack? Structure gates in all organizations, geographic gates over regions of this world, People group gates, all of the above and none of the above. That's a hard one. I got it wrong. Which of the following gates, which of the following are gates in society that we need to attack? Structured gates in all organizations. Geographic gates over regions of the world. People group gates, all of the above or none of the above. We lost Jackie or somebody. Anybody? 
don't know. Yeah, we lost Jackie. That was all of the above. It is all of the above, okay. Mm-hmm. Did we lose Jackie, um, Miriam? Yeah, yeah, she did have. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, she did. In Matthew 16, 19, Peter, he would get the keys of the kingdom. The keys that Jesus was referring to are the keys Peter has in heaven at the pearly gates, <clears throat> a message about heaven, authority to unlock the gates of the devil's kingdom, or none of the above. Mm, I got it wrong. In Matthew sixteen nineteen, Jesus told Peter he would get the keys of the kingdom. The keys that Jesus was referring to are the keys Peter has in heaven at the pearly gate. Uh, B, a message about heaven. C, authority to unlock the gates of the devil's kingdom. D, none of the above. These are keys that he would need to get in there to rescue some people that um, maybe God wants to give another chance. So, anybody? Jesus told Peter he would get the keys of the kingdom. The keys that Jesus was referring to are the keys Peter has in heaven at the pearly gates. Does Jesus need the keys from Peter? No. To get to the pearly gates? No. So it's not that. Were the keys a message about heaven? He said he would get the keys of the kingdom? No. No. Uh, And C, authority to unlock the gates of the devil's kingdom? No. Yes. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Authority to unlock the gates of the devil's kingdom. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew okay. sixteen nineteen. Jesus told Peter he would get the keys of the kingdom, and what keys? The keys that Je- Jesus was referring to was the to authority to unlock the gates of the devil's kingdom. That's Jackie. You got dropped, Jackie. Oh yeah, actually, uh, my husband was calling through for some reason. The phone rang and he called through, so I took the call. Use the interruption. God bless y'all. I'm listening. No problem. Oh, okay, okay. If Jesus already defeated the devil, why do we still have to fight him? Again, if Jesus already defeated the devil, why do we have to fight him? Because the devil has not yet been fully defeated? Because although the victory is complete, we still have to enforce it with God's authority? Because the devil keeps winning back territory that God previously won. Because the devil is a legal expert and knows legal ways to take away our authority. You know, D sounds so good, the last one. But um, I, I, me personally, I'm going to read them again. I'll tell you what I'm going for. If Jesus already defeated the devil, why do we still have to fight him? Because it's A, because the devil has not yet been fully defeated. B, because although the victory is complete, we still have to enforce it with God's authority. C, because the devil keeps winning back territory that God previously won. And D, because the devil is a legal expert and knows which way to take authority. Well, I think it's either B or D. 
that's correct. Correct. I, I definitely thought B sound good because the devil is a legal expert and knows legal ways to take away. I thought, I thought right. that was it, but it's not. The answer is because although the victory is complete, we still have to enforce it right. with God's authority. What does that mean? Can you repeat that? What does that mean? Although, although we have the victory, we still have to enforce it with God's authority. What does that mean? I, I oh, think it's God's authority. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Come here. Go ahead, Nancy. I'm sorry. Hello. What does what does what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That we won we won the battle, but we have to enforce it with God's authority. What does that mean? I think it means standing on on God's word and putting Him in remembrance. Whenever we're up against something, standing on God's words and God's word and taking authority of it. And, you know that scripture talks about casting the. Um, a mountain into the sea and calling those things that be not as though they were. I think it, for, to me, it means taking authority over it in that manner. You know, um, using what God gave us and, you know, and, and really um, speaking to that demon, you know, speaking to that, that whatever that thing is and, and declaring what, what God says and his word versus what we're facing. Amen. That's what I right. think do. Yeah. Right. If Jesus already defeated the devil, why do we still have to fight him? Because although the victory is complete, we still have to enforce it with God's authority. To me, that's like saying, um, just like human rights. If we have human rights laws, why are they still being violated? Because we the people have to enforce those laws using our God-given authority. It's the same thing. The laws are there, which means God's spiritual laws are there. We can't be fooled. The devil's a loser. The devil's defeated. So why do we have to still fight him? Because it's a spiritual rule that he's defeated, but we have to enforce it. Just like we have human rights laws, they're not being enforced. We have to enforce them. Well, you know, you said something, I think it was Thursday, Miriam, uh, where you said uh, we can't be passive. Um, I think you said, if I'm not mistaken, you used the analogy, well, if someone, if you're being hit, you know, you can't just say, oh, my gosh, I'm going down. You know, I'm being hit. No, you have to use it by the authority. God's authority is God's word. So you have to speak over that thing and say, no, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. You know what I'm saying? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. 
Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, you have to, the the authority is in the word, his word. So. Right. Um, I think the example I gave, uh, I was talking about, um, I think the, the movie Get Out, and I caught a part, that end part, where the neurologist was saying, don't worry, you know, about the operation. We we talk to you through it. You know, your cooperation is needed. We're going to talk to you through it while they take your brain out, you know, and put it in somebody else's head. They're literally telling the person that the more cooperative the person is, the the easier this crime this crime is committed. Yeah. To me, that means if you know to to once you know the Lord, you know um, you're not going to sit there. Even if you're in, you feel like you're in a defeated position, you're going to be rebuking that demon and make that operation as hard or impossible. Whereas a person who feels hopeless and doesn't know God and just feels like, oh, man, they got me, that's it, you know. So while they're talking to you, they're like, you know, probably Miss Snyder, okay, we're going into your left hemisphere, and you're just feeling hopeless, like, okay. You might even work with them when you open up the left hemisphere, but, you know, psychologically, you know, to me, what that meant was the person that's sitting there saying, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Yes, I may be, you may have gotten me in this seat, but you are not going to make, I'm not making this operation easy. Right. And that person standing on God's word, you know, um, that's a form of enforcing to me his authority because you, you're not letting, you're not just giving it, you're not letting the devil just take your brain and make that operation easier. I just found that so amazing in that story, though, how they had the guts to say, you know, we need the, uh, you know, the victim's cooperation for the operation. I thought that was so critically important. I was like, wow. Mm. Okay. I think this is the last one. Although we have spiritual armor on through our eternal position in Christ, we still have to put it on every day. True or false? Although yes. we have true. 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 Yes, true is correct. Oh, there's one more. I have one more quiz after this. When God led the children of Israel into physical battle in the Old Testament, he usually followed a consistent method and plan. When God led the children of Israel into physical battle in the Old Testament, he Followed a consistent method and plan, true or false? I'm going to say false. Excellent. I said false, too. He did not follow the consistent plan. I think they they complained so much that they complained so much that God took uh, took the hedge away from them. When God led the children of Israel into physical battle in the Old Testament. I know I just read that. Anybody remembers that story? When the children of Israel went into physical battle? I know I read that they complained so much. Yeah, they did complain. Yeah. 
And God said, no, nah, they got to learn a little more. Well, you know, I mean, they complained because, you know, there was uncertainty. He led them out into the desert, and then they were like, oh, my gosh, at least when we were leaving, when we were living in Egypt, you know, we knew what was going to happen, and, you know, things weren't so uncertain. They they were unsure that God would provide for them. You know, I mean, it was just on and on and on and on and on, you know. Mm-hmm. They really did complain. They didn't trust God, you know. Yeah, but can you feed us manna from heaven? You know, I mean, it's just, they just kept going on and on, so. But, I mean, I look at us sometimes, and I know for myself, if I'm not careful, I can be that way as well, not trusting God. So, got to be careful. Okay. Um, just this one more. I think this one we did, though. So, this, if this is a repeat, we should all do good. The prince of blank prevented the angel from coming to Daniel. The prince of Damascus, Ethiopia, Persia, or Egypt? Persia. Persia, the prince of Persia, right. The Greek name given Satan in the book of Revelation is what? Apollyon, Lucifer, Wormhead, Serpent. Apollyon. Apollyon, good. Wow. Which of these is not part of the armor of God? This one got me here. Which of these is not part of the armor of God? Breastplate of righteousness. Shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and sword of truth. Sword of truth. Yes, yeah, sword of Excellent. truth. Excellent. Yeah, the sword it's of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. Right, right. All right. Satan attempts Jesus in the desert how many times? Three. Three. Yeah, they didn't mark it wrong, so let me see. Saying it comes Jesus in the desert. What happened here? Let me see. Submit. Three is correct. Mm-hmm. Why do we don't have? Okay. All right, how long was Jesus in the desert when Satan tried to tempt him? Forty days. Forty days is correct. Mm-hmm. When Jesus asked the name of the demon passing the man by the tombs in the Gadarenes, mm-hmm. okay, what is the answer given? Okay, when Jesus asked the name of the demon passing the man by the tombs in the Gadarenes, what is the answer given? When Jesus asked the name of the demon I'm taping. I'm taping. I'm taping my call. Okay. When Jesus asked the name of the demon possessing the man. Okay. Super God and the angels. Okay. I'll be in there shortly. When Jesus asked the name of the demon possessing the man by the tombs in the Gadarenes, what is the answer given? Of the name of the demon in the gathering. What is it? Legion. Legion. Is that Jackie? Jackie, no. Jackie, you know your little Bible. 
<laughs> oh, wow. What does Peter compare Satan to in his first epistle? A vile serpent, a wise tempter, a dangerous warrior, a roaring lion. What does Peter compare Satan to in the first epistle? A vile serpent, a wise tempter, a dangerous warrior, a roaring lion. I'm going to just say a roaring lion. I think it's a roaring lion, but I'm not sure. Roaring lion is correct, ladies. Roaring lion is correct. Who drove the demon out of the young girl in the city of Philip? Paul, Barnabas, Peter, or Silas? Who drove the demon out of the young girl in the city of Philip? <coughs> Paul, Barnabas, Peter, or Silas? It was either Paul or Peter. Paul, Paul. Paul is correct. Paul. Paul is correct. Paul is correct. Mm-hmm. Whose spirit did the medium at Endor bring up? Elijah, Saul, Elisha, or Samuel? Whose spirit did the medium at Endor bring up? The medium at Endor, what was that, like a witchcraft session? She was a witch. Okay, and she brought up a spirit. Which spirit did she bring up? Elijah, Saul, Elisha, or Samuel? Samuel. Samuel is correct. According to scripture, where is Satan now? In hell, in Hades, on the earth, or in the heavens? That's easy. According to scripture, where's the devil now? Walking to and fro on the earth? On the earth. On the earth. On the earth. earth. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's it for our little spiritual warfare. Uh, uh, tonight a little reading and and a little knowledge and you know I'm going to just also give God honor and praise just for knowing him and because I reflected on that movie Get Out it just had such an impact on that movie and you know I said as targeted individuals we really we really know what it is to be in a prison without walls But to me, the ultimate, which we know targeting is bad, but the ultimate, can you imagine that if this sick program could have people that worked all their lives and lived viable lives and just take their right away, their God-given right to provide for their families and take their finances away, if they can do that to us and we have to live, is this real? Can you imagine the people that they literally did that operation on that went to that girl's house and met those parents and they literally, can you imagine the people that are in a hospital that are living in the body with their personality in the fucking zone? You know what? This is real. Okay. That, that to me, I thought about that today. I said, girl, you need to stop complaining, Mary. Because there are people out here. Every day you have to wake up in that just from that movie. Every day these, you know, that man have to wake up and look at that old woman. Just saying, in the sunken, in his the will, his willpower is in the sunken zone. 
So there's a part of him every day saying, is this real? Did these people really take my brain out and now I'm stuck with this woman? Because that's how just being a targeted individual, we, we you know, we, we have, you know, and I think God allows this to happen to us to let us know there's some cool stuff. That devil's busy on this earth. <laughs> and I thank God for being a part of a community that is aggressively in, in many different capacities, you know, uh, fighting against this type of because it's real. And even that movie helps break down barriers with police departments. So when people go in there and they're like, you know, the guy that went to the police, he's like, yo, look, they are kidnapping black people and, you know, they're kidnapping black people over here. You know, and the police department just didn't, you know, look at them like they're crazy. Just like when TIs go, like, look, there are weapons out here that are harming people, that's destroying their health. So, uh, you know, it, it was just something I thought of today, and I was like, now, to me, that's that's the ultimate crime. Yes, we have it. You know, it's bad. There's nothing cute about um, living on a daily basis of asking, you know, could somebody really do this to me? But to me, the ultimate would be that, that, that uh, lobotomy, taking your brain out and putting somebody else's brain in and then you for your personality to still be in there, but it's in a sunken zone. I mean, whew, it just lets you know how diabolical this program is. But go, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I, was just, I was just thinking, you know, that's why, and I think Nancy spoke about this last time, you, you give thanks for to God for you know, what you do have. Because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, even as diabolical as this program is, there is always someone who's going through something that's, believe it or not, worse than what we're going through. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about that. You know, you have people who are part, you know, you know pedophilia and sex trafficking and going through all kinds of horrific I mean then like you said the devil is busy there's a lot of really yeah. crazy demonic wicked stuff that probably some of us couldn't even imagine is going on in this world so yeah I mean I give thanks to the Father that I have a roof over my head, that he is providing for me, that although I'm going through this horrific program, that, you know, he's still covering and protecting me. I'm in my right mind, more or less, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, he's he's just a good God, you know, because as hard as I'm, you know, in terms of the things that I'm facing, God is good, you know. God is still allowing me to live and breathe, and he's providing such a wonderful way. Even though I'm working from home and I'm encountering what I'm going through, I still am working from home, you know. God is good, you know. It's like being grateful, counting the blessings that God has given us, you know. 
and still, yeah, fighting for, you know, deliverance and believing in the deliverance that we, I believe, and I'm going to speak it as though it already is, that we are delivered from this. Right. And so are all those other people who are going through what they're going through, they are delivered too. You know, and even if perhaps they don't believe in God right now or whatever their faith or whatever they may feel, you know, it's like, God, help me to believe for them. And I just pray that you take the scales off of their eyes and the eyes of their heart so they can believe and that they know that you're real, that Jesus is is real, you know, that he loves them, you know, that you love them. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that's why it's so important to make sure that we're, like, praying for those people because, you know, it's hard. I mean, because even when it first started happening to me, it's hard to really to really uh, draw close to God when you're experiencing experiencing such tor- uh, turmoil or so much oppression physically, mm-hmm. you know, and um, when you're when you're under so much attack, you know, when they're doing things to you and they're hurting you, you know, sometimes, you know, the average person is going to think, you know, God, why aren't you helping me, God? Well, I mean, they're, but when you think about it, Jesus went through the same thing. You know, even Jesus said, you know, you he cried out to us. I think he said, why have why you forsaken me? Didn't he say that when he was up there on that cross at first? Yes, he did. Remember? Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in so much pain. He was like, look at these people. Look what they're doing to me. This this can't the same. You know, see what I'm saying? I mean, if Jesus cried out like that, there's so many of us that, you know, we're suffering so much and in so many ways that they, you know, you can't you can't see God in it. You, there's so many people are mad at God because they feel like he's not that he's abandoned them, but see, he's got a plan. But it's not easy for us to 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 conceive that, you know, because we rather it's a little more comfortable, I think, for people to say, "Look, what he's you know to blame somebody," you know, when we're going through stuff. Look, 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 he not doing anything about it. You know how it how it is. So that's why I think it's so important for us to make sure that we really praying for those, praying for people too. You know that, and we do. We do want to pray for targeted people all the time. And and the Bible study is critical because we can pray for people, but if they that, that you know if they don't understand what's going on, you can you know you can either become better or bitter. Because even in the reading we did on the Book of Job, turning the curse into a blessing, we clearly learned. That trouble was put on this earth to be our servant. I'm just going to read this little paragraph. God has ordained trouble to be our servant. In fact, the harder and more vehemently our enemy works, the harder he is pushing us to the top, to the throne. Nagging irritation, injustices, painful delays, and even childhood traumas can all be turned around by God to work in our favor. Trouble is often God's gift to us. It is a sacred treasure. Such was the case in the life of Joseph. 
all of the cruelties committed against Joseph by his older brothers, it pushed him to the throne in Egypt. The same is true in the life of Job. All of his trouble ended with a double portion in eternal honor. Trouble is meant to be our servant. Our God is able to turn the curse into a blessing when we please him. Nehemiah 13, 2. Well, the you, Bible teaching is critical. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's important what you're saying. And it's unfortunate because getting back to the church again, that's not what the church is teaching. Um, it's not teaching that's, the truth of the scriptures. I mean, the, what it's teaching mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, we in the West here, we are so comfortable we are so spoiled. Um, we have more or less just about everything that we could ever want and need. And even those of us who are considered poor are really richer than people in other countries. You know, we're used to things being comfortable. Uh, we almost like expect it. But the fact of the matter is the scriptures are different. The scriptures, I mean, people went through hardships. And it was to develop them. You know, we think about not only Job, but Joseph. And those men, I mean, you have Jesus who was, you know, he's the son of God. And he went through, you know. I mean, we're so used to, you know, believing that life is supposed to be good and comfortable, you know, exactly. and not saying that it's supposed to be hell either, but I mean, there are trials in this life, you know, right. the scriptures are clear in terms of Jesus says, uh, no servant is greater than his master, meaning if we claim to follow him and see, I'm talking to myself as I'm saying this as well, because I came from this kind of American mindset of you know, why is this happening to me? You know, why can't I just live comfortable and, you know, not have these kinds of troubles? But who said that that was really promised to me? You know, and, and, and it's true what you said. The church has a wrong concept of life and of trouble. Absolutely. We, it says here we were created for God. God was not created for us. We were made to be the servants of God. He is not to be our servant. Instead of telling God what we want, we should ask God what he wants. Much of today's gospel is a welfare gospel, and it produces a welfare mentality in the church. What is in this for me? How much can I get out of this for myself? What is the minimum amount of sacrifice necessary in order to receive the maximum return for myself? These attitudes are symptomatic of a malady we term convenient Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Name it and claim mm-hmm. it, blab it and grab it, you know, I mean. And make no change. There's no change mm-hmm. in us as a person, in our heart, in our character, mm-hmm. nothing. That's how you get ministers that are, you know, still alcoholics, still drug addicts. You know, they haven't been through anything. 
and haven't been through anything, haven't matured, you know, everyone's the same and hasn't grown, you know. People are and still repenting of the same you got all this money, you drive in a limo, mm-hmm. you, you know, the money's rolling, the women are coming at you left and right if you're a man, you know. Mm-hmm. And see, that's why at some point, you know, this whole merry-go-round is going to stop. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the people, especially those who are, quote, unquote, Bible believers, um, when things are, because I think in terms of what we're dealing with, it's first starting with us in terms of, you know, the targeting or things being taken away. But it's going to hit a massive scale in terms of the earth. And, you know, I mean, a big trial, I, this is what I believe personally, a big trial is about to come on this earth. And people are going to be caught off guard. It's going to really be a true test of who loves and who serves God and who doesn't. And, uh, you know, we, we, again, we come in with this, what, this welfare mentality uh, in terms of the gospel that, you know, me, me, and I'm supposed to be comfortable and why is this happening to me when really it's not about us. It's about we are supposed to be serving God. He is our life. You know, our life doesn't belong to us, you know, but we don't have that understanding based on Scripture. And it's because most don't have any real knowledge of Scripture. Like maybe we'll, we'll know two of one or two verses in the Bible, and that's it, you know. And what we do know, we know because of what we get from the preacher, not because of what we study out, you know. So mm-hmm. get lazy. That's it. Yep. But, um, yeah. hmm we're not looking for, God's not looking for, you know, temporal blessings. He's looking for a changed life. That's right. You know. And, but we're really, um, we're really moving into a great time of, of faith. I mean, real faith. faith mm-hmm. I mean, really trusting God. Some of us are trusting God where our next meal is going to come from. You know, really just really given an opportunity to exercise real faith in God, you know? Absolutely. Right. But, you know, as as, as I grow in God, I can say I feel much more comfortable having faith in him because I look at spiritual laws and spiritual rules like what goes up must come down. There's no if, and, but, no, maybe. If it goes up, it's going to come down. You bounce a ball, it's going to go up, and then it's going to come down. I believe the word of God wholeheartedly, and I believe the devil's a defeated foe, and I believe that all that he's doing to us is just trying to get us to just deviate our faith. This is what this is really about. Mm-hmm to make us think that he really is in charge because of our lack of spiritual knowledge. 
And until we get it in our head that God is in charge, he allowed this program for a reason, and we better take our assignments. Right. To and bust unless, this program open. Yep. And unless we realize the spiritual battle, we'll always be defeated. And I really believe yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm staying on assignment and get comfortable. Oh, well, I'm a TI. I'm just going to be broken, poor, forever. No, no. Oh, get on that battle. Get on no. that battlefield. Ask right. what is my gift? What is my gift? What is it you want me to do on behalf of humanity? Because if each one of us get on our gift, honey, this program coming down. Mm-hmm. Right. And even in my basic reading, it clearly stated. Because, you know, when this first happened to me, I, I must have looked up everything. How does God, why does God allow evil? Where does evil come from? Why does God allow evil? And I found the answer. The one minister clearly wrote. He said, God will sometimes allow evil for the benefit of humanity. And that's that's when I knew. I was like, okay, that's what this CI program is about. Mm-hmm. And as enough noise is made by enough TIs, eugenics, scientific obstructions, human research obstructions, Genocide, all of these things are going to have to be looked at. Economically oppressing people and destroying their health, this is an assassination program. Well, they call it the slow kill, right? Right. Kill. Kill means assassinate. Yeah, so. Yeah. And we have to be determined. You know, demons will kill over here. I'm not leaving this earth until God says it's my time. Period. Mm -hmm. That's it. He's the controller of life and death, not man. Man tries to be, but, you know. Man is not, you know, so I agree. I agree with that. Exactly. And we have to look at this as um as just spiritual laws. Spiritual laws weigh much more than any earthly law. Right. Spiritual law is always higher. Mhm. Mm-hmm. God is supposed to come first, the scriptures are our standard. That's that that scripture is greater than the laws of man, whatever man may tell you. Yeah. Because we're reliving the Bible is is a book that, you know, generation after generation, we're reliving it. Mhm. The Bible tells us there's been evil in this world always. Mm-hmm. And isn't it something that, how we are reliving it? Whether people believe it or not, whether people believe the rival is real, whether people believe mm-hmm. God is real, they are still reliving 
Mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what's so funny about it. You don't think he's real, but what you're doing today is no different than what was discussed in the Bible <laughs> over centuries. So, you know, I mean, you're saying it's not real. It is real. You're proof of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, There's nothing we new under the sun. hmm yeah. We better get ready for bed. It was... um. It's 3 o'clock here. What time is it there, Camille? It's 2 o'clock here. Oh, okay. You're just an hour away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nancy, what did you do over there? Um, oh, it's early with Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, are you there? I'm here. It's just uh, 12. Huh? Right? It's 12 no, over 20. there? No, it's 20 minutes to, to uh, oh, wait. Oh yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's it's twelve. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. So, you must be a real early bird, though, because it's not even twelve, and you was knocked out. So you go to bed like nine, ten? No, it's not that I go to bed. You know, I just um, sometimes I fall asleep early. Some some sometimes I sometimes I fall asleep early. Sometimes, you know. Yes. Oh, we ain't feel like complaining about it, but yeah, sometimes I fall asleep. Well, I, you know, I can kind of understand because I know sometimes I remember at one point, especially when I was living in New York, the technology that they would use on me would induce sleep. You know, where mm-hmm. I would just fall asleep. You know. And sometimes that same, whatever technology they would use would keep me from going to sleep. I mean, it was just kind of weird. It was like at both sides of the spectrum. So, you know, I mean, sometimes it depends. Sometimes if you've had a long day or maybe the night before you didn't get much sleep, maybe you might fall asleep early, you know. Camille, do you like Texas better than New York? You know what? I think about that from time to time. And I think as a whole, I do. I mean, it's 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 like every place it has its drawbacks, but as a whole, I do. I would say that I do. Um, I, I, me leaving New York was past due, and um, I was ready to go, and. In many ways, I really do like it, you know, because I, I say to myself sometimes, God, did I make the right decision, you know? <coughs> and although I, I don't know, I believe I did. I've grown well, I, a lot I, more. I admire you. I admire you because, uh, you know, that's what's holding me back. I'm, I'm, You know, you're scared. You did that. You didn't even go look at the apartment out there? I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, Camille. Mm-mm. You just saw the... That's right. That's a person that's tired. That's a person that's tired and, like, I'm out. That's right, yeah. That's what happened. <clears throat> yeah. But one that's thing I must say about 
being here. I've grown a lot more here than I did in New York. And yes, really? I was tired. Yeah. I don't I think you had a choice because you made a you made a sacrifice. You made a choice. Right. And you you know, you had to make it work. Right. I had to so make you, it work. You didn't, know, you didn't know anybody there? No. Wow, you're a tough cookie. Yeah, ain't she brave? Girl, you know you brave. But guess you what? Guess what? Camille, I bet you, mm-hmm. I bet you feel like you could move anywhere now, okay, don't you? I probably could move anywhere, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, you know what? If I needed to, I could move to Alaska. <laughs> right? If you need just up and because guess what? You'll meet somebody. God will put you will meet some people, and you'll yeah. be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. God, God is the same in Alaska as he is in Texas. He sure is, and, and he's <laughs> the same God in New York. Yeah, but yeah. it was time for me. You're right. I was tired. I know I needed something new. I know I needed to move. I don't know. I just knew that I needed to move out of New York. Right. That I had enough in New York, you know. And it's so funny because I moved from New York City upstate to probably the furthest I could move upstate without being in Canada. So I said, you know what, let me go in a different direction. <laughs> you know? so what, what town were you in when you were upstate? What's the furthest, what town were you in? I was in Niagara Falls, which was really 20 minutes from Canada. How did you? How was that? Was that nice, Niagara Falls? No, uh, but it was the only place I could afford because I ultimately got kicked out of that household where I was living in with you know who, and um, I wasn't working. So what I I found a place up in Niagara Falls where although I wasn't working, as long as I had six months rent they would allow me to move in, and that's where I moved. It was a small studio apartment. But you didn't like it there? I didn't like it. I didn't like the city. Or, I didn't like it. And I definitely didn't like the fact that, uh, gosh, it was like snow on top of snow on top of snow on top of snow. It's cold. As, what? Niagara Falls would make New York. Even Rochester, I lived there 13 years. Mm-hmm. New York City, despite it being cold, this still looks like Miami Hello. Beach next to Rochester. You know that's right, yeah. Because you know this being like a Miami Rochester. Beach. Then we, I didn't have to get no generator, girl. Please, I mean, <laughs> what? No, that covers the car. All kinds. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. I do not miss that. I do not miss that. You know, it's so funny because I remember I would go shopping and. Um, where was it? I think I had just come out of um, my favorite store upstate, Wegmans. You know about Wegmans, of course. Wegmans. Oh, Wegmans. Wait a minute, Wegmans is still there? That was 1980. Oh, my goodness. Wegmans is still around upstate? Wagman. Yeah, Wegmans. Wegmans. The supermarket? The supermarket? Yeah. yeah. The supermarket. Okay, yeah, they got, they got, they got those. Oh, I've seen Wegmans, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got them in in California too. Yeah, they got some Wegmans around. Yeah. Oh. Stop it. I know Wegmans has expanded, but they um, don't have not one Wegmans in New York City. No, they sure not don't. One. 
No, they don't. No, they don't. And I used to love Wagmans. I would come out of Wagmans, and it would be the winter, and I'd be waiting for the bus. And, I mean, they they had to clear the street of snow. And, I mean, there were piles of snow that went up to heaven. I'm like, uh-uh, wait a minute. I There's nowhere to stand for the bus. <laughs> it, was just, it was the craziest thing, you know. Uh, and there's nothing really to do in Niagara Falls, you know. I mean, if I want to go anywhere, you know, I have to go to Buffalo or Rochester or something like that, you know. So, um, I, I, I Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls was that bad? Yeah, Niagara Falls is not good. It's really not good. You know, I mean, you would have to go ahead. I was just saying, you would have to go. Let me me close the tape since we're just talking now. Mm All right. Hold on. Let me just um, close out. And um, we're going to close out. May God bless each and every listener. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. What did they do to me? All right. Go ahead. We might as well. i got to come back in and just redo this sign out. Oh, wow. You brought back memories. You talking about Wegmans? Oh, Wegmans. That's right. Wegmans. Wegmans put me through college. Are you joking? (laughs) 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 Many, many meals from uh, Wegmans. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wegmans is the place, you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.